to another episode of Ride of Your Life. I don't know why I was so excited to say <laughs> that. It was just a whole body movement. I'm here today with the lovely Lily, Hello. Duke of Blonde Hello. from Instagram and Life. And Duke of Blonde is an interesting name, actually. How yeah. did you come up with that? I, I, I'm, I'm afraid I can't take credit for it. Um, it was actually Sean, Be Your Own Hero. We were in the car one day um, and we were just kind of firing out different names because we were wondering how, you know, where's really it going to go? And name. came up with Duke of Blonde. So thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, we are here with the um, amazing Duke of Blonde. And I just, you know, you've, you've been... You're such a staple on Instagram in the British community for women riders and riders alike. Thank you. You have a massive role in um, Slow Boys as well, which we'll get on to. So you do the admin, I believe, for mm-hmm. Slow Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought you'd be, it, it's really good to see women that have careers in the bike world and mm-hmm. how, you know, people, their passion has expanded into a lifestyle for them Mm -hmm. and yeah I just think it'd be great to open the floor to you for you to explain a little bit more about yourself and Mm -hmm. what you do. Mm -hmm. So um, I started biking about four years ago um, in 2017 um, but I've always been around bikes um, from family friends to uh, my mum actually had a a sort of small bike when she was in college um, but family friends um, ex-boyfriends boyfriend has had sort of bikes as well um so I've always been around them and I just thought one day I actually really really enjoy this and I don't understand why I haven't done it for myself yet uh so I did um and back in 2017 best decision kind of I ever made for myself um I was in a very very low place um sort of confidence wise and it's really helped help with that um but apart from biking I uh, am a PA so I have a very kind of uh, static desk job <laughs> so I think the biking community and being part of the biking scene kind of really really complements that in a way uh, it's your and bells and whistles it's my bells and whistles yeah yeah and it enables me to have great evenings and great weekends um, away from the the office and the desk <laughs> which is so nice I guess what would be interesting is what does it mean to you to be a a rider and um, why was that such a big move for you? Was it a huge move for you? Was it a huge um, life change for you? Um, it was in a way because I was, uh, so I don't have a job, uh, like I don't drive a car, I don't have a driver's license. So I was very dependent on public transport, on other people giving me lifts, etc. You know, what I could do at the weekends would be dictated on if I could get to them or not, you know, see friends or whatever, see family. Um, so yeah, it really did. It had a big it was it was a massive change just being able to have that freedom that I, I had never had before without having to rely on public transport. Um, what made that. you choose instead of a car? Because a car's mm. quite a generic option to go yeah. down. Yeah, um, it's kind of you expect everyone to be a driver. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you decide? Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna completely go against the grain and just get a bike. Um, to be honest, I think it was at first. And foremost, I think, was living in London um, because it's really hard to find parking (laughs) in London. And, you know, things like congestion charges and stuff, it just the price of it all adds up a lot. Um, So I didn't even think it didn't even cross my mind, to be honest, um, to 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 get my driver's license and 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 get a car um and I just thought you know what I really 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 want to have a bike and I'm one of those types of people I mean I've had sort of quite a few major hobbies in my life um I uh, was a dancer and a a dance teacher um I taught a Brazilian partner dance called Forro 
for about wow. uh, six years, something that like that. That explains why time. I keep telling everyone you're really elegant. <laughs> because when I met you, you just came, you had a lot of grace and elegance. And um, I know my mum said that I was a dancer as well, mm-hmm. um, a dancer and a model. Mm-hmm. So my mum said that I learned a lot through that. So yeah, I think that's where you get your elegance possibly from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, I, I did that for a while and I really kind of threw myself into it um, and then I were uh, I also practiced Brazilian jiu-jitsu wow. um, for sort of two or three years something like that and then uh, ultimately I decided to kind of carry on with biking and and, and you know I still dance when I can I mean not at the moment with COVID and everything because obviously it's very very close mm-hmm. but um, I'm all, one of these people that sort of it's either a go hard or go home. And I thought, I want a bike, I'm going to do it. And, you know, eventually I want to have do my big bike, bike license, get a bike, I want to tour, I'd like to go on track. I had all these kind of aspirations. And I just thought, yeah, you know, this is for me, and I'm gonna give it my best shot. And, you know, sort of, that, yeah, that was four years ago. And here we are now. <laughs> it's, when you think of it in terms like that, that mm-hmm. kind of, it's, it's such a small decision, but also such a big decision. Definitely, um, it's quite a juxtaposition of what it is. Yeah, um, I look at your account, and um, I, I found you through Ruby, obviously, mm-hmm. and seeing that you do tours and you yeah. actually do those things alone. Yeah, you have yeah. that confidence because going from not having a car license and you know being dependent on other people to suddenly you know driving around doing tours on mm-hmm. your your bike mm-hmm. you had a mt i believe mm-hmm. mt O's so I, I actually started off with an mt125 right. that i had for um just over a year mm-hmm. and then i did buy big bike likes big bike license and i got uh, an mt09 yeah and yeah. now i had that for a couple of years and now obviously i've just moved on to the to the super duke um yeah so Duke of Blonde, Duke Super of Blonde. Duke. yeah there we go <laughs> uh, it's just very interesting that you've encompassed your life in such a way and mm-hmm. you, you know people think okay this is a hobby I'm a hobbyist mm-hmm. but it's also really interesting to talk to somebody that has it it does surround a lot of areas of your life from what I can a- see absolutely yeah a- it absolutely a lot mm-hmm. um, what would you say is your highlight of your experience and riding what would you say is you know, from something you didn't expect to happen through riding? Um, That's a really good question. I think there have been a lot of highlights for me, um, which is why I've been so kind of passionate about making it such a big part of my life because it's brought me a lot of joy um, at the end of the day. And, you know, highlights are... You know, whether it's just sitting with a couple of, you know, really, really close girlfriends on their bikes, um, you know, um, down at the coast, having a beer, having an ice cream, you know, in the the sunset to taking myself around Scotland and seeing some of the most beautiful scenery I've I've ever seen. It's just very, very empowering. I felt very empowered um, being on my bike and doing all those things solo. I mean, I don't have a partner, you know, I have some very, very good friends that have bikes, but sometimes... um, you just want to kind of do those things and experience those things for yourself um, without really scary any kind me. of outside influences, really. Yeah, so I, I love the thought process of touring. Mm-hmm. I am so for it and mm-hmm. so want to go, but I have, I don't know if this is a self-limiting belief, but I'm scared to do it. I don't know if something will happen, mm-hmm. if, you know, if, if somebody's around me, if I should go with a group. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the stigma between, uh, behind um, women travelling alone. Yeah, and when I read on your post that you were you were going to do Wales, mm-hmm. I was thinking, "Wow, she's going to go do that on her own?" No, mm-hmm. surely not. She could be with mm-hmm. a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, how did you go about deciding this is a good decision for me to do on my own? Um, it was actually quite a spontaneous thing. So I find that I'm 
quite spontaneous of, with sort of making de- decisions. But when I make a decision, I stick with it and I make it work no matter what the cost in some ways. Some, sometimes yeah. that's a bit kind of detrimental, <laughs> but sometimes it ends up you being really, really learn. good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I'd seen, I mean, in terms of Scotland, I, obviously I did the I did the whole North Coast 500 and I, and I also went on to Sky and then this was from London. So I did something ridiculous, like almost 3,000 miles in kind of two weeks. Which bike was this on? This was on the 09. Really? Yeah. So did you face any problems with it? Absolutely none. It really? was amazing. All those, miles. All those miles, I had not one issue, and I was really surprised because I'd read on sort of different forums on different people's experiences that you know the roads up there they're very very single track. Some of them are very gravelly. You will probably get a puncture. It's very very unusual if you don't get a puncture. You know, I don't know stone in the rad in the radiator or something will happen with the bike. You'll run out of petrol or whatever. I'd heard all those things, um, but I bought myself a puncture. Of pair kit and I sort of watch loads of YouTube videos on very very sort of minimal maintenance you have to do to keep your bike going or at least to get it somewhere where I can get it fixed but it I had no issues and that's why I was kind of a bit sad to also part with it when I bought the 1290 yeah. because I said you know this this bike has really done me well <laughs> it's yeah, an amazing bike that many miles not yeah. a problem and I have to say props to you for getting yourself a puncture repair kit yeah. and being ready to get down. Because I honestly wouldn't even know where to start. No, no. Well, I, I didn't either. I'm not mechanical in the slightest. And I thought the least I need to teach myself if I'm going on a tour is how to fix a puncture on my own bike. I uh, just relied so. on, I would have relied on my phone and been like, somebody help well, me. Well, this is the thing. I mean, you get, you know, you get in, into the sort of the literally in the middle of nowhere in Scotland, you don't even have phone signals sometimes. So you have to, you really have to, Make how sure did you, you literally, I know you're spontaneous, but how mm. did you decide and how did you go about like planning that and where did you stay? And So um, I love Scotland. I absolutely love it. Any opportunity to go up there is 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 always an opportunity well, well taken for me. Um, and I'd obviously been reading about and seen videos of the North Coast 500 and I just thought, I really, really want to do that and I'm going to do that. Um, so... I um, I planned my overnight stays and I did it through Airbnb. Um, okay. I was going to camp. I was thinking about camping because you can wild camp up up, up in Scotland in, in some places. But um, I didn't want to take it sort of all on my bike. And I thought just for the first time for something that I'm doing alone, I'd much rather have a comfy bed and a shower at the end of every night yeah. that I can just kind of have a good night's sleep and then tackle whatever it might throw the next day. Obviously, you're in Scotland. It's not guaranteed sunshine either. So yeah. I thought, you know, if I was really sopping wet, riding in the rain all day, you know, a bit miserable. I'd much rather have a, a comfy place. So I did it via Airbnb and I basically just planned my kind of routes that I was going to sleep at. And then I had an idea of a route that I wanted to take. To, but to be honest, on the coastal roads up in Scotland, there's only one road, really one kind of main road that you can take all yeah. the way around. But I didn't really plan. I just sort of saw a couple of points that I really, really wanted to visit. Um, and like John O'Groats, like, you know, sort of things like that. Um, and then I just went. I kind of started every morning with a, a good breakfast and a, and a cup of tea. And I thought, right, I have to end up here tonight. But how I get there is totally, you know, up to me. If I see a nice road that looks really interesting, then I'll take it. Because, and that's also one of the nice things about traveling alone, because you don't have to take into consideration what anyone else wants to do. And if you want to stop for a photo on the side of the road, you can. Or, um, Who do you ask to take the picture? Well, I had some really, really innovative. I sort of strapped my phone to a couple of trees and uh, sort of lampposts and stuff. And, you know, you sort of have to act a bit, you know, oh, you have this to act candid. a bit casual when kind of cars go past. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm not taking a picture. But. Oh 
Yeah, we made it work. (laughs) We, you and your bike. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like a couple there. That's it. Match made in heaven. I I, I can't, I've only done one um, thing ever solo Mm -hmm. and that was through Costa Rica and it wasn't really completely solo. Mm -hmm. I went with a charity. Yes, I did something very similar in Tanzania, actually. Wow, mm. yeah, you you mentioned that, actually. I yeah. Mean, I do remember briefly speaking yeah, to you about that. Yeah, yeah, But it was, I think the relief for me was knowing that if something happened to me, people were there at mm-hmm. the end of the day mm-hmm. to know I've gone missing. Mm-hmm. Um, or I loved being alone. Mm-hmm. I have to say I loved that more than I, I thought I would have loved it. And the freedom I felt, the ability to clear my head Mm -hmm. because I was on a push bike then and I was cycling through um but when I do think about my spontaneity how I would go about because it is a dream to do um the Scottish 500 I've actually been saying to everyone Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it next year that's my goal but I would like to do it with a group of people yep yeah I I still can't fathom how you've Literally, I could, I could literally spend this whole hour and a half talking <laughs> about about how you've done that and why you did that and, you know, how do you strap your phone to a tree? Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that I have been in those situations where I want a picture and I've, like, lent it up against a log. Yeah, that's used it. used a stone. Done it, to like, yeah. Timer and quick. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, self time on a phone is a lifesaver. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. How Ten seconds and then you run, run. into position. Yeah. <laughs> flick hair, flick hair, flick hair, burst. <laughs> um, so that I, I actually didn't know you'd done that completely. Mm. So I mm-hmm. thought, wow. And you've only been riding four years. Yeah. So how long into your bike journey was it until you? you did that um so actually scotland was only last year i only did it last year right. um and i was very uh, i mean i did sort of the majority of it by myself i met um a fellow biker who was really 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 kind to meet me um in i think he, i think it was just outside it was either perth and then we we um rode up to inverness together because i was um i was moaning when i was going on uh, sort of going up there on the motorway about the state of my helmet um i was so i have two hel- two helmets i have a showy x spirit three and i have an agv corsair r and i'd actually done a track day at snetterton the day before i traveled up to scotland um, which i do not recommend by the way i was exhausted <laughs> um but i took the agv because i was going on track with it but up the motorway it is so loud the wind noise is so loud and I didn't have any earplugs and I was really really struggling um and I just thought if I have to buy another helmet somewhere in Scotland then actually I would because I can't deal with this the noise of the wind um and so a a fellow biker actually sort of saw something that I put on my Instagram and met me in Perth and gave me a load of earplugs and then rode with me up to Inverness which was so kind of him I was so grateful and kind of stopped and took a few pictures with the welcome to the highland sign etc and then so I did, then I did the whole route uh, solo. And then when I got to the end of it, I stayed in Oban for a couple of nights. And there was another lady that I'd met through Instagram who has a BMW S1K. Um, and she rode up from where she lived just outside of Glasgow to come and see me for the afternoon. And we sort of sat and had a coffee and et cetera and spoke about bikes. Uh, and then I came back, obviously, by, by myself really back lovely. to London. So it was such, it was a brilliant experience. It was incredible. And I'm so glad that I did it because there are, there are a lot of things that, could put you off you know thinking about what could go wrong thinking about you know I'm doing this alone I'm not going to be able to kind of share my experience with anyone because I'm by myself and don't get me wrong there were times during the trip when I thought you know it would actually be really nice to be to be here with somebody and experience this with someone but then I'd kind of think but the fact that I'm doing it by myself and I'm giving that experience to myself it like I said earlier it was just really actually really empowering there is something Um, about that 
because um, when I did uh, Costa Rica, there was that sense of, um, I mean, I was stood outside a volcano and it was active and it mm-hmm. just gone off. Incredible. And wow. I was just like, I remember stood there being very emotional. Yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And just looking out at the scenery and thinking, wow, I'm I'm doing this alone. I, mm-hmm. I wish there was someone to share this with. My yeah. mum, my Funnily enough, I had no signal out there, so mm-hmm. I couldn't do any FaceTime or anything. Mm-hmm. And almost I didn't want to. Yes. It was almost a very moving moment mm-hmm. where I realised at that moment I was all I had. Yeah. I was my best friend. That's exactly it. And it, yeah, it's, it gets me emotional now yeah. thinking about same, that. Same. Um, I, I actually ended up pulling into a... Um, they have like little passing places of because the roads are so narrow. And I pulled into a passing place and I just sobbed in my helmet. Yeah. I didn't even have time to take my helmet off. I was just overcome with emotion and it was exactly that you know I am I can do this it was uh, as I said before as well I sort of suffered suffered from a lot of confidence issues Mm -hmm. and the fact that I was there and then I had the balls to do it by myself I just literally I was just weeping for about you know sort of a couple of minutes and then I thought right okay let's go and find some food it's strange isn't it it's uh, yeah because I I turned to bikes um emotional time for me Mm -hmm. so I'd come out a very interesting period of my life and I hadn't realised I had confidence issues. Mm -hmm. So even to this day, there's, I come across very together, very confident, but even though I'm a model and that was my, my line of work, I always found if someone else put a camera on me, it was always the peace fingers that come up, the smile, the covering of the face. Absolutely. Um, For years in school, a lot of pictures were with me with a um, bandana around my face Mm -hmm. because I was very Mm self-conscious. And, when I decided that to go to Costa Rica was literally at, at the end of a lot of things for me and the beginning and ends of a lot of other things. And I just the it, when I was out there, I also turned to deciding I really wanted to do biking mm-hmm. and turning up to your CBT. Everything that you do is completely alone. Yes. When you're on your bike, no matter if you're riding with friends or not, you are completely alone. Mm-hmm. The decisions you make are completely for yourself. And there is a very emotional thing about that. And I feel that even with yourself, you're quite, you're emotionally driven in a sense that is very empower, empowering mm-hmm. because you, you've you done this, this, you know, it's, it's incredible for a woman to, you know, for anybody, not even just a woman, for anybody to decide, I'm going to go do this alone. It's mm-hmm. hard enough to go and eat on your own. Right, yeah. <laughs> let yeah. alone, you know, sitting at, on your own at lunch, all of these mm-hmm. things we're mm-hmm. taught are not normal yes and yeah. isolation you feelings you shouldn't really do them yeah because you've also done track so what did you do first you came you you learned um riding mm-hmm. you got your full license yeah and what made you decide i'm going to do track i'm going to go and do all this stuff that not every biker does mm-hmm. yeah not every biker turns to mm-hmm. what made you decide as somebody that you know self self uh, for themselves says they've got confidence issues you mm-hmm. you've pushed yourself um, massively d- d- definitely and i've never really had a problem with kind of pushing myself in what I do Mm. uh it's more kind of I think for me my confidence was very um um like kind of visual orientated I've I've always had a problem with sort of various things about how I look and I think that's uh, you know a a lot of people have their insecurities but mine have been very very um at a forefront and have, have kind of sometimes stopped me from doing things um but with this I thought you know, I've got my helmet on, no one can see me, <laughs> I'm just going to push myself. And I mean, in terms of track, in terms of touring, it, it very much came from the people that I was surrounded by. Um, I'm very, very lucky to have a um, a group of close friends who I have 
to this day who um, ride on track a lot. Um, they're a mixture of guys and girls, and they were so encouraging. And you know, I just kept hearing all these things about you really, really get to know your bike on track. You know, you take your mirrors off, you tape at your speedo, and you feel the bike. You you connect with it in a way like you don't do on the road because you're constantly looking out for hazards, you know, and things that could potentially go wrong. Whereas on track, it's you, the tarmac and the bike you know you take your mirrors off so you don't see what everyone's you know what everyone's doing behind you you don't have that awareness it's just total focus and I just thought I really want to do that you know on my new bike on my 09 um I'd only had it uh less than I mean it was less than a year I think before I took uh, I did my first track day and that was at Donington um and I was I was just buzzing I was buzzing because I'd, I'd ridden the bike in a way that I hadn't had an opportunity to ride it you know there's no speed limits there's no um there's no people trying to cross the road there's no cars trying to turn into you at junctions you just was it terrifying though I was so scared I remember Good. being in uh, and, and I went I went I actually went with two of my um girl friends yeah. um and all three of us were sat in the van and both of us were sort of shaking it's like a, a leaf and we thought oh how are we like gonna do it? I think about it yeah yeah we were exactly the same we were sort of thinking how on earth are we actually going to operate a machine because I'm so nervous I can hardly walk um but literally you do your first session and you come in and I'm telling you it, I was so buzzing I, it was just it's just the most amazing feeling um having such a vast uh family almost of um slow boys team um, what does that do to you? Do you like find that it's overwhelming at times or mm-hmm. do you find that it adds something to your life in a different way? Like how would you describe that? Um, I probably wouldn't say overwhelming. Um, I'd say that it's been very interesting meeting people from meeting I guess sort of e-meeting uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, people from all over the world. I mean you know I've got to speak to people in the Netherlands, in Belgium, in Germany, um, who I perhaps you know wouldn't have wouldn't have ever come into contact with because just because we're totally in a different location. Um, so I, I I think it's more that it's more the the kind of that I've just got, got to meet and come into contact with so many people, and I I don't think I would have done that without being part of Slow Boys, um, which I'm very very grateful for. But I wouldn't say I was kind of over, overwhelmed with it, it uh, but. Most definitely, kind of, it's just a really, really nice way of being part of a community and, and, and meeting a much larger community than, than I would have sort of ever been involved in. You've pretty much gone from, so would you say you were from novice to full rider in about four years? I, I wouldn't say I was a full rider. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> what, so how would you describe what your journey's been? Um, I'd say that I was... Uh, I was perhaps like an ex- I, I'm a fairly experienced rider you know having ridden gravelly roads in Scotland track day commuting More through London yeah 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 of. yeah um but you know there are there are some people that I, I know in the way that they handle a bike on the road I I I don't know if I could ever be able to kind of handle a bike like that so in terms of like being a full rider that's that's what I mean in terms of that I think what'd be interesting Um, to know is how you because you've transformed um from what I've heard and what I've um scouted on your I'm like a little stalker (laughs) just going through people's feeds but from what I've seen and what I've read um you've transformed so much in Mm -hmm. the space of like four years yes what would be your goal what is your vision is there a vision for what you aspire to be in the bike world um is it even just in the bike world what is that vision of you in like five years time what is that journey like I think for me I I 
see people like Ruby, for example, Ruby's mm-hmm. page, and we were talking about this the other day together when we did our uh, bike swap. That was fun. That, no, no, no. You didn't fine. hear my stomach. Okay, fine. Sorry. <laughs> it's been <laughs> a long day. <laughs> um, that looked really fun. It was such such a good laugh. Um, but the way that she is able to come across, I think she's she's always been very genuine to herself. You know, um, she always, you know, she sort of uploads pictures that are perhaps you know sort of jokey pictures instead of just you know the ideal what you you know want to look like and what you want to present yourself and I just feel that she she's quite genuine in the way that she interacts with brands and you know has grown her social media etc um so you know ultimately I would like to go sort of in that vein but still being very genuine to myself and and what and what I enjoy and I you know I enjoy the touring I I enjoy uh, I enjoy going on track I enjoy going for social rides with my friends and you know just kind of growing on that and hopefully kind of I don't know maybe I wouldn't say I I want to be kind of an inspiration to anybody but if that can help you know perhaps a new rider who is looking you know looking for someone to I don't know, be able to advise them or be able to kind of do something that they perhaps wouldn't think about doing themselves and the fact that I've done it they they kind of think actually perhaps I can do that you know I I I I I'd, I'd, I'd like massive, to be that. There's a massive part of that. Um, me being as new as I am, and I came across Ruby. I've come across yourself. I've mm-hmm. come across Sean. And I never ever thought I would even like. I never thought of bike groups. I never thought of a touring on my own. Mm-hmm. I never thought of all of those different aspects of you know how vast this industry is. Yeah, absolutely. And that because you, you dabble in quite a few, um, it is quite inspirational to feel like you know what in in what in two, three, four, five years time that could be me. Mm-hmm. Could be me next week if if I I'm driven enough to do that. Yeah, yeah. But to know that there's you know biking doesn't just mean being on a track no it doesn't mean just riding around with groups no no it's not two-dimensional there's so yeah. many th- and, and there are so much of it that I don't do you know I mean there's a huge kind of like stunt community who yeah. do the most amazing things with their bikes they just kind of throw them around like they're <laughs> you know they're, they're so sort scary of no race whatsoever. and I think oh my god you know I mean everyone and everyone says to me oh you've, you've got a super cute you must be wheeling that thing up and down everywhere and it's like <laughs> oh, actually I've got anti-wheelie on like I don't <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet you know there's a whole yeah. There's a yeah yeah. Notice I slipped that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Next week she's just a duke of duke of blonde on her duke wheeling. One everywhere. wheel, one wheel duke. Um, <laughs> but you know there there there's so much that even I haven't been a part of yet. Like the um, the kind of the off road biking, like enduro, like you know trials biking, MX, etc. Gosh, I would love to do that. That's that that's something that now that I would also like to do. Uh, sort of to add, I guess to add to my sort of overall biking experience but there are so many people that that do that and it looks amazing fun and you've got much in the pipeline ahead of you in terms of uh, expansion in your bike world um only really I, I I'd, I'd love to try off-roading uh really I'd really 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 want to and luckily I have I have a few friends that kind of do it so I'm hoping that maybe one day I can kind of wangle onto onto one of their days out be multifaceted <laughs> in, the, in the bike world yeah it's just you know what having spoken to yourself um seeing how incredibly vast it, it makes you realize and it kind of humbles you on how much you can do mm. there's mm-hmm. the explored road and then there's the unexplored absolutely and it's true like I, I didn't even think of stunt riding when when I'm in this conversation but having having said that you're you're taught that oh biking's dangerous you have to be careful but then you look at the stunt riders and you're just like yeah 
okay that that that's not what we were taught to do no <laughs> that, that's completely against my um human instinct yes. of survival yeah <laughs> um but so, it takes so much control yes. of 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 the machine and that, trust that you have. and trust. trust absolutely yeah it's incredible and i i mean you know i look at pictures and people who sort of do it all the time you know i mean my saturday involves potentially going out with a few friends you know going to get breakfast taking some nice country routes and their saturday is you know doing kind of endos and stoppies and you know wheelies everywhere and it's like wow you know I would love to do that at some point it's it's finding different areas um because I would love to I've always loved exploration Mm. and exploring myself is a massive thing yes um exploring where I'm comfortable and seeing how far I can push that Mm -hmm. to find areas of myself that I would just I would never have explored before Mm -hmm. I you know I'm a Muslim Muslim girl background Mm -hmm grown up um taught you know get a husband have kids and settle down and then i'm there now on a motorbike and i'm thinking wow call me the cool auntie like (laughs) i am totally yeah i'm there with you that's my life and (laughs) it was because i was like okay i i was doing things the way that society and my culture and my religion had taught me Mm -hmm. um i always said to everyone i want to be like my mum growing up it's because i didn't see any more role models Mm -hmm. in mainstream media or media or life Mm -hmm. And social media has opened so many doors. Absolutely, yeah. But also allowed me to get rid of a narrative mm-hmm. of even associating myself with just being a brown girl mm-hmm. and looking at how much more dimension there is to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting people like yourself is inspirational, especially people that are starting the journey or people that are bored in the journey, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people that are saying, there's more to this than meets the eye. And you just look like, you're, you're saying you're very organised, but you're so spontaneous. And Yeah, it's a weird kind of dichotomy there. there. <laughs> sort of two totally different people. I like to be organised. <laughs> I'm going to Wales tomorrow yeah. and I'm, I don't but need I, a hotel. But, I, but I'll sort of plan it a bit, but I'll, um, I'll make the decision with like, I don't know, three days to go or something. I, I think I can be kind of like that because I've done a lot of, my mum has brought me up to be very... Um, spontaneous mm-hmm. if anyone knows my mother she, they know she's absolutely mental yes i'd say that my <laughs> my mother was quite similar it yeah might was spontaneous be, wise like, yeah i've put a few things and she's yeah. like revving my bike and she had no care that the the neighbors were there yeah or <laughs> brilliant nothing and i'm there thinking Shh, but like i'm like i'm learning to control myself because she yeah. she'd do silly things like say um um, to my brother bilal salia come upstairs um guess what and i'll be like what she goes we're going to new york next week and i'll yeah. be like uh, what are you yeah, serious yeah, yeah. and it was kind of that strength and her inspiration even though we got very strict and she was like just go and do what you believe you couldn't do yes yeah my mum was was the same um very, very very similar and we grew up um I mean my dad has always worked uh worked abroad so we grew up with my mum I have two younger brothers um and she was incredibly you know um keen to not restrict us in any way you know if you if you wanted to do something okay you know let's 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 try and do it you know if you wanted to um I don't know experience something or 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 try something new or whatever she she was very very encouraging for that and I think that's helped me in my in my bike journey sort of not have any limits of what I thought that I could do played a massive role was the support you had played a massive role absolutely in your absolutely not not that she's sort of a massive fan that I've now got a huge motorcycle (laughs) 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 but you know I mean you know of course she worries she's 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 your mum isn't it but um she's still very encouraging my mum 
She's told me now. So my mum has gone to many speed awareness courses and she's probably going to kill me for saying this. Um, but there's many stories of my mum. Um, my brother's friends pulled up in the car next to her and they were waving at her. And she thought they were going to race. Oh, so brilliant. she raced them. And um, <laughs> then my brother got a phone call, came down the stairs and said, Mum, did you just race my friends down the road? So I've learned a lot from her of being like, kind of like that. But now yeah. she didn't want me to get a bike. Mm -hmm. She wasn't for it for a little while, mm -hmm. but then she said, you've got to live your life and you've got to live with no regrets. Mm -hmm. So you do you. Yeah. And now she's told me she's getting a bike. Really? Oh, that's <sighs> brilliant. And I'm there. That's like, so exciting. I'm mummy dearest now. Yes. Saying, yeah. No, careful, you have to please. ride around <laughs> me only and you have to ride with that's me so only. That's so cool. That's but. so cool. I've been trying to get my mum on the back, but she hasn't <laughs> she she hasn't taken that up yet. Although I had a phone call from my dad when I got the super duke and he said, Oh, um, have you ever taken a pillion? And I said, Yes, why? And he said, Do you think I can go on the back? And oh. I thought, Yes, Dad, yes you can. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Let's it's do it. Amazing <laughs> to feel that your family when they get involved yeah. and they support your decisions and they support your journey, you yeah. just think, Wow. Yeah, because I've it. I've always said sometimes to go against the grain is what the family needs and it's what your friends need. And they need you to sh to show them that love exists mm -hmm. and support exists mm -hmm. in whatever direction you choose. Yeah. If you're totally. honest and you're open and, you know, you let them in on that journey, mm -hmm. they love you more for it. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. think it's the inclusion of your friends. And, and, and that they can see that it's truly making you happy, right? Yeah. And then I think that that's the best thing that they can do for you and also to themselves to because you do expand. you you um exude like i know you say you're very conscious but like when i met you um i'm such one of those girls that saps over other girls aren't <laughs> I? I i literally was in awe because you guys have oh, such a good energy and i came back from that day with uh, my business partner mm -hmm. with, with shaz i'm gonna say shaz now because <laughs> i'm always referring to my business partner but with shaz i came back and i was very emotional because i said i kind of feel free but with belonging mm -hmm. and supported and genuinely supported mm -hmm. i don't have anything to offer these people that no one else could offer them they just are there to talk to me for me yeah i didn't feel because i always felt i had to prove with friends everything that I had to offer them something mm -hmm. that they would be my friend mm -hmm. uh, my poor brother used to nick a load of his stuff to give to my other friends to buy their friendship oh, <laughs> because i would be like goodness. i have things i can offer you yeah yeah um yeah and i've got to a place in life where you know with Ruby and with Sean and yourself and a few of the other people I've been exposed to, I realised it's a community, it's mm. a support, it's a it it's is. an adventure. Absolutely. It's the people around you that make you feel your most comfortable self. I mean, yeah. you know, with, with, with Ruby, with Sean, with with a, a few other girls, you know, that I've met kind of through biking, um, you can just be yourself and they understand that side of you that is like you know bike you know bike obsessed pretty much and yeah. you you hear an exhaust go past and all of you are kind of you know sort of listening to it but it's it's, it's the people it's magical because there's a yeah. there's a magic behind it there's a adrenaline that you can't feel through the, uh, the social media that yes. much you can't feel it you yeah. see it and you're like oh I want to be involved but there is a yeah. there's a fear behind it but when you're there you could be like I'm on a scooter I'm on this yeah. other, um, 125 yeah. I'm on a this I'm on a that it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter it doesn't and matter to feel that is really amazing because, mm -hmm. you know, I was there with my tiniest of all bikes with you guys and you've got these gorgeous, big, bulky, powerful bikes. And I'm thinking there's no difference. I didn't feel a difference no, today. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. And I suppose that's what 
I suppose this conversation has been like lifting the veil be- behind slow boys mm-hmm. of what the people are like behind the, I'd say the machine, but it doesn't even feel like a machine behind mm-hmm. the, it's like an organism. Yeah. There's a, so much, so I, my vo- accent might go in and out of being Yorkshire suddenly. I don't me know why. <laughs> that happens with me as well. I grew up so in North Yorkshire. Yorkshire. And I'm like, <laughs> so uh, much. wait, hang on a second. I'll back to Cambridge. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day, hasn't yeah. it? So it's just, I'm waffling on about going back to Yorkshire now. But no, I think, you know, it, A, standing my ground with family and then seeing that there's so many strong women and men that, you know, treat you on a level playing field mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's about fun and games. I almost feel like I am a child again and I'm with my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any sisters, but with my brother again, hanging around like school, having fun. Yeah. There's none of That's that. That's what it is at the end of the day. Like if you're not having fun in whatever hobby you have, you know, whether, I mean, for me, whether it's in dance or jujitsu or yeah. biking or whatever, if you're not having fun and enjoying it, then what is the point? Yeah. You know, what's, What's the point? It's not it's not cheap being no, a biker. No, it's really not. So if I'm you know, if I'm spending all this money and actually at the end of the day I'm miserable and I'm not enjoying hanging around with the people that I'm hanging around with, then it's getting you know, rid why of that seriousness it? though, isn't it? So mm. I realise that I I can take things very seriously because sometimes when you battle to get somewhere you can start taking things seriously. Yes. You yeah. you start to become really self righteous and you lose your spark. But I feel that because I I was like the people be like biking you have to take it seriously it's not all fun and games and yeah they're right to a degree when it comes to your safety yeah but the community is fun and games absolutely getting out absolutely. there exploring is fun and games yeah yeah it's yeah. you know learning not to be reckless and you know finding community around you finding friendships around you that you know spur you on mm-hmm. and make you feel like you've you, oh, like there's a there's a fire that's been lit inside yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. Because you know, I said that after our first m- meeting, I came home and just decided I needed to walk around looking for bike magazines. Because <laughs> I found I asked Ruby, "How did you learn?" And she yeah. said, "Bike magazines." Yeah. Uh, what I've learned from you is, you know, go out there on your own and yeah. don't be yeah. afraid of yeah. the the journey ahead. Totally. Also, totally. do what fits right for you. Yeah. And. Almost to come from a non-image photo. It's so funny because I feel like I'm such a I'm such a contradiction in that sense. So my social media is very image focused at times, but mm-hmm. I also don't always feel the most confident. Mm-hmm. My poor, uh, poor Shaz and my partner always know. I'm like, oh my god, that is the weirdest angle of me. Well, same. Like it? today, I was like, what's my hair doing? It's awful. <laughs> and then I, I so I read a lot of books and I read a lot of of things, and I always say, you know what? No one cares as much as you care about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I see is certainly no one's going to pay as much attention to me than I am. Yeah. So yeah, I always like to... So my, my whole image of the, the modelling side of things was to break the, the break the stereotype of you have to look a certain way to be loved mm-hmm. because I, I had a massive family and I only have my mum left now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to push that even further. Mm-hmm. All my family were into cars, bikes, but they did it under a veil of, it's not an it's not a job it's not a career path and i was like right. you know what i really enjoy it yeah i want to have fun in my day-to-day yeah. life yeah if it means i work really hard at it yeah. fine but i want this to be a career absolutely and why and why shouldn't it be if you're prepared to put the work in exactly and you enjoy it at the same time then why shouldn't it be and then to find people like yourselves sean that have created a home almost a home and a family 
um, especially for people like me that I'd say have a have a very I've created my family I choose the people to have around me mm-hmm, now mm-hmm, considering mm-hmm. Um, I have my family is all dispersed so I've got my mother I've got my best friend and I've got my partner mm-hmm. and I feel like my family is growing because I even though I, I would keep Ruby at arm's length with how I would speak to her at, at times I just felt myself gravitating towards her yeah and I've, they were, my friends would be uh, laughing, like, oh, you talk to your best friend again? And I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. So he's like, oh, yeah, you messaged me someone. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Because I'm quite closed. I'm quite as, um, hidden in myself. But I found it's being in biking has actually made me more open. Yes, same, totally, totally. And less image conscious, but mm-hmm. but more passion focused yes yeah totally agree totally agree and it's a weird sense of confidence yeah that i've really enjoyed and i've just i'd say i've flourished Mm -hmm. in being more human and just being ready for what's ahead totally totally it's and kind of like understand having a better understanding of yourself and your limits as well I think um I mean in, you know certainly in terms of in terms of biking just in general you know I mean we've said you know before um there is only you on the bike you know you are in charge of your decisions you know you know how fast you can put the throttle you know what your corner experience is if something wrong happens there's nobody else with you there's no one in the car with you there's yeah. nobody whatever you have to take that decision upon yourself and actually you know, there were times before I started biking where um, my my sort of general confidence and my sort of feeling in myself and my life or whatever, I didn't feel able to make decisions like that. It translates. It, it certainly translates it, it from does. one thing to the other. Absolutely, yeah. What would be? What would you say is the biggest? Okay, that I kind of go into this. Like, it seems to be this seems to be a a trend now in all my conversations. But what would you say is the scariest thing to ever happen to you in the biking world? Oh goodness! Um, the scariest thing, uh, probably that first track day. Actually, really? I've never felt fear like. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I've had a couple of accidents um, on the bike. Okay. I was I was hit on my on my one two five. Um, I, I broke my wrist, and I also um, was in an accident on my O nine when I literally first got it, uh, which was. Um, actually actually quite bad but luckily I wasn't kind of hurt at all um but uh that I mean they're kind of instantaneous right it just kind of happens and you don't really realize it you don't get to feel the fear but definitely sort of driving up driving on the track up to Donington I was prolonged fear yeah (laughs) Yeah. anticipation fear anxiety sweats like everything (laughs) I was so nervous um but you know I don't know I I I haven't really felt kind of really 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 scared um at any kind of point during this journey of course i mean when you're on a new bike and you know you're sort of experiencing the power and 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 stuff like that then yes you know there is fear there as well and i think if your bike doesn't scare you a little bit then you know you know i i well in my opinion i I think it should yeah perhaps you're not kind of pushing yourself enough or you know whatever or whatever you want to do it but um in terms of yeah actual actual fear um it was probably yeah probably (laughs) probably that first track day I'm so excited so I really (laughs) want to do a track day and I'm so excited to do one and I remember when I was stood because I went to Silverstone uh to watch the Ducati track day and I stood there and I was very much like oh my god oh my god oh my god bikes bikes they're doing things with their bikes oh my god yeah oh my god how are they doing this and then when you'd see them parachute themselves and bring themselves and I was just like techniques I want to learn it all but 
it's it's I can imagine if I was there, I'd be a mess. I'd be such a mess. Yeah. If I was, was I'd be like, <laughs> like and literally, I think I said earlier, we were sort of sat in the van thinking, how on earth are we going to actually handle this this machine where we can hardly walk <laughs> out of fear? But I think it was, there's a video of me somewhere of me riding my first 600 and then the, the fear, I couldn't sleep the night before when I knew I was going to be riding it around. Mm-hmm. And then when I, I got it, I was like, again, 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 yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to do it again. It was so much fun. <laughs> what would you say is the the most you've learned from the biking world? Um, it, I think it's been within myself, like what I've learned about myself and what I can handle uh, and what I can and what I can do. I can do pretty, you know, I can do anything I want, pretty much. And you know, sometimes that in itself is actually a little bit scary when you think about it, because you're like, oh, because that part of you that perhaps is still a little bit shy or a bit unconfident you have a lot of self-doubt but you know in terms of learning about myself I've just this whole biking journey has just been you know it's opened so many doors um and realized that I I actually can do that and I enjoy doing that and I'm going to do that you know it gives you that kind of confidence that you would never think that you could have being a fairly unconfident person and finally one piece of advice you would give your younger self and the younger version of you that uh, the person that's just starting up the person that's just beginning this journey in in terms of the biking journey um in general actually in general in general yeah i think just never be never be scared of taking the opportunity when it arises um because i'm a big believer in things everything happens at the right time um and i think you know looking back there are probably a couple of times where i could have started this whole kind of biking journey a bit earlier than i did but i was always a bit nervous about taking that step and i think if it feels right and the opportunity is there then you you should do it because there is literally nothing stopping you apart from that little you know piece of self-doubt in your head um yeah that's probably it. I feel like I've learned literally so much from you. I'm I'm sat here, I'm slouched in my chair, everything. I just feel like I'm just chatting with a friend. Yeah, I, I feel same. like I've learned so much over the past few weeks and days and even knowing yourself and you know, only a week or a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I've learned so bloody much and I feel very excited. Um I think this is a great opportunity and I'm so grateful that you, you no, came I'm, all this I'm way re- and did I'm really grateful to be invited onto onto here. Getting so all thank sacky you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I'm gonna actually have to have you back. So so much. I re- I realize I'm gonna go away. I'm gonna be thinking of so many questions. Mm-hmm. But if anyone has anything to say, they mm-hmm. can. Are they? Are you open to reaching out on your social medias? A- absolutely. Yeah. Feel free to. If you know, if there are any sort of particular questions about slow boys, you know, I'm, I'll be happy to answer what I can. Um, it's probably you know some questions. Sean is probably best to answer because you know he's been the driving force behind it for 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 so many years um but certainly in terms of you know my experience and and my involvement absolutely you know drop me a message on on instagram and and you can go from there at duca blonde i'll make sure that's in on there (laughs) um but no it's been magnificent to have you on i feel it's been a very emotional but great talk um 
And thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning into another episode of Ride of Your Life. And it certainly has been the ride of my life going <laughs> through all of this. Um, I cannot wait for the next one. And just it's been amazing to have you. So thank you. Like, share, subscribe. If you've yes. got any questions, please let us know. And if you'd like to see anything or even see Lily again, definitely let us know. <laughs> and uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and supporting us and making this happen as well. So thank you again. Thank and you. Speak soon.